We're gonna write a book about everything. So many things that we can explore. Documented in a series of podcasts. I'm not sure what we're doing this for. Flat 29's big book of everything. Burn all the textbooks because they're obsolete. It's our attempt to rewrite history by making podcasts every week. Hi, my name's Dan. My name's Charlie. And my name's Rich. And we are collectively known as Flat 29. Each week, we add a new chapter to our big book of everything, gradually building up a comprehensive guide to everything in and around our universe. This week is chapter three, transport. So we all use transport every day to get around. Public transport is the way that I know me and Charlie use quite a lot. Now, Charlie, you're a commuter, aren't you? An official commuter. I am an official commuter. And you have a number of transport woes that you'd like to share with us, am I correct? I have an unbelievable number. Just from this week, I've had the the worst possible week for commuting, I think. What's been going on? Well, it's, it's a whole combination of things. Part of it is down to my own ineptitude, but mainly it's down to uh, southern trains. They're the worst train company. Are they? They are, they are the worst train company I've ever come across. I mean, it's like the official Flat 29 worst train company brand. I, I think so. I always thought Southwest trains are bad, but um, Southern trains has topped anything that they've ever done by such a long way. Yeah, Southern trains are dicks. So why are yeah. they so bad? Well, Tuesday, I, I went out to see an old school friend after work, and so I get the second to last train home of the evening. Um, I was quite tired, and 10 minutes from my station, I sort of had a quick nap. And uh, it was fine. I woke up when I got to my station, but I woke up in that, you know, that 30 second period when they've locked the doors, but the train is still in the station. So I had to do this mad dash and I'm there sort of hitting the button going, it's not lighting up, it's not lighting up, I can't get off the train. (laughs) Did you think you might have been trapped in there forever? Did that cross your mind? No, it was more the fact that... Did you think, oh my God, I'm going to die here? It was more, this is going to the next station and there's no way of me getting back. This is, my car is at this station. If I go to the next station, I have to walk from that station to this (laughs) one again. I did. And it took me an hour in the middle of the night. And you walked? Really? Oh, gosh. I walked. It was about five miles. Did you go unharmed? I did go unharmed. But I mean, do you guys enjoy... So we are men, right? Men. And so we like talking about travel. Do we? I mean, when, when, when you meet other men and they say, so uh, how, how'd you get here today? What was the traffic like? Oh God, A40, that's a nightmare. Do you enjoy those kind of conversations? It's just small talk, isn't it, really? I, I don't really enjoy it necessarily, talking about <laughs> the journey. Do I you think anyone does? I know some people who relish those conversations. Really? I think it depends on how bad your journey is. I mean, the worse the journey is, the more people like it because they, it gives them something to complain bitterly about. Yeah. Would you ever consider like making slightly exaggerating your story to make more exciting small talk? Of course. That's what small talk's for. It's a big up any achievement that you've ever had. <laughs> I guess. And, and certainly having a bad travel to a place is, a, is an achievement. Absolutely. Well, is any type of journey enjoyable? a bold statement i mean i like a good train ride in the sun when i've got a something nice to read yeah uh, kick back relax sure but any sort of journey where there's a reason and like you've got to get somewhere on time that's boring yeah forget about it 
Well, listeners, if you've got any uh, transport woes that you'd like to share with us, particularly one that's actually genuinely interesting rather than just something to talk about with someone before the inevitable release of death, <laughs> then uh, get in touch with us. The email address is podcast at flat29.com or you can Twitter us at slash flat29. Get us on our Facebook group, Flat29's Big Book of Everything. We'll see you there. I'll tell you what, I have to drive like about 45 minutes each day getting to work and back and uh, it's so boring that I just speed to make things more interesting. <laughs> what, what do you do? Do you have what kind of in-car entertainment have you got going on? DVD player on the dashboard, watching Madagascar? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm always looking at the sat-nav and not at the road. How no, good is I... having a sat-nav, by the way? You feel like you're in a fighter jet. It's amazing. <laughs> I just, um, I always look at it there and not the road. So it's, whenever I almost have a crash, it's always when I have the sat-nav in the car. So on a sat-nav, you have a picture, like your car's kind of a triangle and you can see the road. Yeah. So so you watch that instead of watching <laughs> yeah. actually out the windscreen. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I like to get a bit quicker on my journeys just so I've got a bit more of a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> like speed, you know, like we have to keep the best over 50 miles an hour. So will you do that in your head? You'll say, OK, on this journey, I'm not going under 50 miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> so you're just flying around the corners. <laughs> One day when I get really bitter about the whole thing, I probably will. Wow, well, we'll look out for that one. Look out for that in the news. If you hear in the news of Rich Green careering off a road into a fireball, (laughs) you'll know why. It's time for another Flat 29 hit. A comedy song and then we'll talk for a bit. Damn girl, you're looking flat 20 fine. But when we're in the club, we're dropping flat 20 rhymes. When we're in the club, we're dropping flat 20 rhymes. And when we're eating breakfast, dropping flat 20 rhymes. And when we're in the bath, dropping flat 20 rhymes. Now on this podcast, drop some flat 20 rhymes. Flat 20 Rhymes is the segment where we play you a song that we've made during the week about the subject. Now this week's topic is obviously transport and this week's song is done by me and it's a song about the sort of modes of transport that we enjoy today, maybe not living up to our expectations. Cars based on an 1862 design We ride on push bikes We take the train Take the rail replacement bus Then we take the train again But it's the year 2009 When I thought about the future This wasn't what I had in mind Where's all the jetpacks And hover bikes and hoverboards It's like all our science fiction films have been ignored I was promised all these different ways we'd get around But I have to say the future's let me down Now, picture the scene Darling, I'm just popping out of the shop In a matter teleportation unit Can I pick you anything up? bread and a pint of moon juice I reckon Alright my dear, I'll be back in 20 milliseconds Bye That's a scene we should be seeing today Instantly get groceries from a newsagent miles away 
I'd use this system to perform all of my menial chores. Life would be wonderful if I never had to go outdoors. I was promised all these different ways we'd get around. But I have to say the future's let me down. Dan, darling, I've run out of butter. I won't be able to make the cake I make for you every week. I know, darling, but the shop's so gosh darn far away. If only there was some kind of more rapid transportation method. <sighs> I was promised all these different ways we'd get around. But I have to say the future's let me down. Okay, so that was the song, uh, The Future's Let Me Down, a song about transport. So, by the way, I like uh, a, good, a good tip for writing a song is to write one with the current year in the song in November, just to ensure that it dates very, very quickly. <laughs> that is a nice yeah. touch. Now, there are a few issues discussed in that song that maybe we'd like to go into in further detail. So, have you guys got any cool new ideas for ways that we could travel in the future? That Because obviously we're running out of coal and stuff like that. Well, of course, with things like peak oil and obviously we can't carry on using uh, fossil fuels anyway because we're going to fuck everything up. We're going to have to invent new ways of getting around because let's face it, riding a bike, roller skates and tricycles it's so 1983 <laughs> it, it's so old school isn't it we need to come up with something new what if you hey. rode a bike and wore roller skates you've got double the sets of wheels that's so many wheels how can that not make you go fast that's impractidan <laughs> that was bad impractidan that's the new thing to say when I make a really impractical idea yeah. I like it you can only use it in that very situation luckily hey. that situation comes up a lot because it does <laughs> I've got an idea for okay. future transport. Now I said earlier, I don't really enjoy travelling or, yeah. you know, things like getting to work and that. Well, I think it would be cool if we could go around, instead of like the tube and stuff, we'd have yeah. to like make loads of zip wires and slides. Oh, I like it. A kind of network of zip wires and slides. And slides. So obviously the problem is we're going to have to dig and make everything like a slope and stuff like that. I think it'd be a cooler way of getting around or we could build it up sort of thing above a city sort of thing or above a town I mean you've got some health and safety issues up there I guess yeah definitely but um, (laughs) the slides that'd be so good wouldn't it and you could have like a little like when you're on the helter skelter thing you could have like a little rug you go down yeah say you work like half an hour away like me if you're sliding constantly for (laughs) half an hour at what point do you think it starts becoming slightly less fun (laughs) (laughs) you'd get there a lot quicker how quick could you go faster than a bus at like you know 50 miles an hour I don't really know Dan I haven't thought about the scientific (laughs) side I'm just We'll leave that to the eggheads down at research, right? Yeah, exactly. That sounds great. Yeah, I mean, and that would make everyone's morning commute very fun. And there's no possibility of of falling asleep, but it would certainly wake you up in time for work when you've been hurtling (laughs) down a slope like thousands of feet in the air at a ridiculous speed, about, I don't know, 40 knots, because that's how we measure things in the air, as we established last week. Uh, (laughs) That's going to wake you up in time for uh, the first business uh, meeting of the day. So that's good. 
I don't actually drive. I well, I tried to drive in my teens, but I failed a number of tests, and this was very embarrassing for me. I mean, I don't like saying how many tests I failed, but I will now. It was four. Is that bad? What it's four driving tests? Yeah, four driving tests. The same guy failed every time, and I'm a broken man because of it. I think That's he cute. had a thing about you. That's he did. Seeing it. See, this is what I start doing. I start thinking, well, it's just him. I'm a good driver. He is a twat. He was the one who failed me. <laughs> but but so what I did once, right, my, my mum kind of recommended me to this. We thought, we'll try anything, okay? I've got to learn how to drive. We'll try anything. And it was it was quite a confidence thing, we thought. Okay, it's a confidence thing. I can't do it because I was all... You know, sometimes when you're in a test and you're so nervous and like your feet's shaking on the clutch, oh, yeah. everything goes wrong. So we thought, okay, it's a confidence thing. I need to sort that out. And so she recommended that I go for this hypnosis thing, okay? Now, this sounds really wanky, and I don't really have any other way of describing it because <laughs> it kind of was. <laughs> right, so we went to this hypnosis, and, and the guy described it to me, and he said, no, it's not like, you know, a paranormal or anything. It's just relaxing and then giving you suggestions. And I thought, okay, well, if it's just going to relax me and then make me more confident, maybe I'll give it a go. I mean, it didn't work. I'll say that now. It didn't work. This was after <laughs> test number three, so I had an additional test after that. Failed it, so... Right. That I wouldn't recommend it, but it was quite fun. What, what in a did way. he do to you? <laughs> so basically, he would really relax me. But I was lying on the, on this bed. That's <laughs> <laughs> dodgy. That's just sound dodgy. Giving me a hand job. No, I laid down on a kind of bed, and he would say to me, "Okay, now imagine that your feet are weightless." So all the energy is coming from your feet and sort of dissipating into the atmosphere. Now move up to your legs, all the energy flowing from your legs. And I would sit there and I'd be trying to relax. And then when I was sufficiently relaxed, I mean, I didn't feel hypnotized, I'll be honest. I could still perfectly understand what was going on. But he started saying to me things like, you are a confident driver. You are the king of the road. (laughs) (laughs) And... And these that, kind that of didn't things. work at all, would it? I mean, I mean, it didn't work, and I'm clearly not the king of the road. But maybe we can give this a go now. So, what I'd quite like to do, I'll take a test again eventually, but maybe you guys, I know you're hypnosis experts, that's well established. Maybe you guys can hypnotise me and give me some subtle hints and some subtle kind of confidence-boosting tricks to try and make me pass my driving test. Okay, Dan, if you could just lie down onto the bed. Yeah. And uh, just let all the negative energy seep out and uh, okay. put yourself in a, in a good place. Um, right, so Dan, if you could imagine yourself behind the wheel, okay? Now, I can, you might feel a bit nervous at this stage because the, uh, the examiner's getting in the car with you, okay? okay? But no, picture he's an angel, he's a fairy, <sighs> godmother, he's, <sighs> a, he's a gentle flower <laughs> and... Uh, he, he's only trying to get the best out of you, Dan. He's only trying to get the best out of your driving talents. Then why does he fail me four times? Look, <laughs> the negative energy's creeping back in. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm calm. Get I'm back calm. in the same. Okay, Dan, remain relaxed. If ever you should find yourself in the following situation where someone cuts you up, what do you think the best thing to do is? Is it to remain calm? No. <laughs> no, the idea is to become as angry as possible. You must drive as close 
to the back of them as you possibly can. I can do that. You must raise your middle finger <laughs> and viciously honk the horn with your other hand whilst gesticulating at the hello in the car in front. This is a true road manoeuvre. The examiner will praise you wildly for it and say, Wow, you are a true king of the road. Here Excellent. is your pass. Well ready. <laughs> and, and if that car in front, if it pulls over and the man gets out, you pull over too and get out, get out your flick knife and stab him to death. I'm king of the road! <laughs> Challenge Charlie, let's take away his dignity and pride. Challenge Charlie, we'll make him do whatever we decide. Challenge Charlie, give him a pointless task, he can't say no. Challenge Charlie, he'll do it or he won't be on the next show. So, Challenge Charlie this week. Now, it's a kind of ongoing challenge. It's not one that we're going to actually get a finished result for today, but it's one I'm going to set up, okay? So this week's challenge, Charlie, I personally challenge you to a race around the world. You're on, let's go. Let's go. Now, this is uh, we're going to try and do this. Basically, the deadline is going to be the end of this year. So December 31st is the end. That's the finish line. And whoever has got the furthest from their house by that point wins. OK, I'm not expecting us to immediately jump on a bus and, and try and get out there. It's a sort of cumulative thing. So when you go somewhere pretty far away from your house in the preceding few uh, months, we're going to mark it on a map and we're going to have a map updated on the website and we're just going to see who gets the furthest around the world by this time Christmas. How are you feeling about that, Charlie? You ready for it? So basically just who actually physically travels the furthest distance away from the house. Do you, do you have any holidays planned? I don't. I don't have any holidays planned. What about you? No, nothing yet. Okay, well, this is good. It makes but it more I'm interesting. So that's it, because we're going to have to. I think in the in the last few weeks, it's going to get particularly interesting when when you suddenly take a trip, you know, up to Liverpool, and I'm thinking, oh damn, that slightly beat me. Right, I'm going to go to France and so on. It'll be kind of like a kind of war of attrition, and eventually we'll both end up in Australia fighting to the death. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Let's do it. <laughs> Wicked. So this is kind of set up now, and we'll we'll kind of update this as we go along in the preceding weeks. It's going to take a lot of um, dedication, this challenge, because like if Charlie goes to London and you haven't gone further than that, Dan, you're going to have to invent some excuse, aren't I, to, to go further? Well, you're, you're going to have to get your money out of your pocket and like yeah. get like a return journey to Glasgow on the train or something <laughs> like that for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> this could be the worst challenge we've ever done. Or the best challenge. Or the best. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. We'll we'll catch up with that uh, in the preceding weeks up until the end of the year. Okay, guys. Well, what what do you feel about this? Uh, hello, this is your train announcer. I'd just like to let you know that the buffet car is open in carriage three uh, with a selection of hot drinks, snacks. I'm now going to list every single item that you can possibly buy. Sandwiches, cheese and onion sandwiches, cheese and tomato sandwiches, cheese and ham sandwiches, and so on for about an hour. Do you enjoy that? I love that because I think yeah. it's amazing because there's always like, because right round where I'm, it's always, they've got like the accent sort of thing. It's like, oh, oh, and if you're uh, feeling a bit adventurous today you might want to go for one of the ranges of ciders we have or <laughs> we've got beer we've got Stella that sort of thing I find that endearing you know like when you go on a plane yeah. and uh, they're doing the bit at the start where they're like blah 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 
here's the doors and shit like that. And then Samsung, <laughs> yeah, Samsung, yeah, I remember that bit. Here's the doors, shit like that. Sit down and between your legs, sorted. Yeah. But okay. so I've literally been on the plane where they were like, went say, and in the event of an emergency, scream as loud as you can and run around, yeah. something like that. And he's like, oh, okay, right. king. Um, so I'm not a massive uh, car person, but I know people who are, and that's fine. You know, I, I, if you're into cars, then that's absolutely fine. Some of my best friends are into cars. <laughs> it's like, I'm not a racist, but... <laughs> so I obviously I don't really know much about cars. So I went to an authority, someone who knows a lot about cars, to give us some more inside info as to what makes a car lover's mind work. And now the authority on this that I know... It's my little brother, Sebastian, okay? Now, he's 11 years old. He's recently become absolutely obsessed with cars, like, just in the last kind of year or so. He's suddenly switched and decided, ah, actually, my life is going to be entirely devoted to cars and the watching of Top Gear and everything around that. So I went to him and I asked him a few questions about cars to see if he can fill us in a little bit more on the subject. Now, let's have a listen to that now. At your service. <laughs> hey, Bast, how you doing? Hi. So, we're doing a podcast about transport, and, I, and you are a bit of an expert about cars, aren't you? Mm-hmm. What happened? Why did you suddenly start loving cars? Well, I went to the Beauty Museum, which is all about cars. Oh, right. <laughs> and then suddenly your life was turned upside down. Yeah. Yes. And so, do you love cars so much that you would marry a car? No. Why not? Because that's stupid and preposterous. <laughs> <laughs> it's not preposterous. But I don't want to marry a car, it'll go all rusty. But a car would last longer than a human. Mm, yeah, but I don't really want to marry a car, I'd rather marry a woman. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> but so, do you love cars so much that you want to kiss them and sex them? <laughs> uh, maybe the first one. No, maybe you the second kiss- one. What, you want to sex a car? <laughs> no! You no, do! The sex- no, the first one. No, I don't want to kiss a car. Okay, you've changed your mind. Okay, so tell me about your hero, Jeremy Clarkson. Well, he's awesome. Why? Immense. Funny. Funny? Funnier than me? Yes. Why? Because he's funny. You don't make jokes. You don't make offensive jokes about Gordon Brown. Oh, that is a shame, isn't it? Would you yeah. like me would you like me better if I made more offensive jokes about Gordon Brown? Well, it's not just about Gordon Brown, but he makes more funny jokes. Okay, well, I know when I'm beaten. Would you like it if Jeremy Clarkson was your older brother? Yes. Better than me? Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it, Bass. <laughs> what a betrayal. <laughs> do you feel because I can't drive and I failed my driving test, Poor do time. you think Four yeah. times. Yeah, yeah, right. Four. I know, I know, right? <laughs> God, no need to rub it in. Do you feel like I'm less of a man because of that? Yes. Why? Because you're skinny and weedy and you don't like cars. <laughs> God. So you want me to be a muscly, horrible, old car-owning man, correct? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Bast, I just can't do that. <laughs> Why don't you go to the gym? Yeah, well, that won't help me get a car. I could fight someone for a car. Yeah. And why do you like the hamster so much? Don't really. 
You don't? Right. You don't like the hamster? I'm better than him. I'm, no, you're not. <laughs> oh, I can't win. You don't have lots of cars. You don't have a huge house. Yeah, but at least I wasn't in a coma. <laughs> I know, but he lived to tell the tale, didn't he? Yeah, I've lived what to tell the do? tale. What did you do? You chipped your teeth on a slide. <laughs> yeah, that was my version of the Richard Hammond crash. Ah, <laughs> a slide. <laughs> I wonder what present Jeremy Clarkson's going to get you for Christmas. I wonder what present I'll get you for Christmas. <laughs> I'm only joking. I wonder if I'll get you anything now. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I still like you. It's all drinking. <laughs> oh, it all comes clawing back. I knew. <laughs> just dangled a Christmas present and it all gets taken back. <laughs> I like that. That's got absolutely nothing to do with cars at all. It's amazing. <laughs> well, what came out from that interview is that Sebastian would much rather I were a presenter of Top Gear than, than any of the qualities that I have now. So Sebastian absolutely loves Top Gear, and it's a shame, really. So we're hoping it's a phase and he'll grow out of it. <laughs> Podcast. Something I would actually quite like, though, is I was looking at air fresheners. Okay. I do have in my car currently because I think they're girly, but... How, how does your car smell, though? It smells... It's like actually pretty pine-scented. I, I was in it the other day. You think so? Yeah, I think it's got a nice natural scent. But you can get... <laughs> you can get... And- you guys, I actually really like the smell of your car, Rich. Oh, do you think so? <laughs> oh, thanks, I just had it cleaned. <laughs> you, can yeah. get, you can get an Obama-rama air freshener, yeah. which, is, which is basically Barack Obama on a little thing that you hang on your window. Um, and what, yeah. it makes your sm- car smell like... Barack Obama. Exactly. I doesn't say what it smells like, but I'm assuming it smells like Barack himself. The thing is, he is one of those people who you look at and you think, I bet he probably smells quite good. I'm sure he's well kept and clean and uh, probably deodorized in all the right areas. Exactly. I bet he smells like a dream. I wish I had Barack <laughs> Obama. He looks amazing. He does. <laughs> but we're straying off into another area. Yeah. I wish I was Barack Obama. I mean, we could all relate to that. It's true. Oh, if only. Um, I was going to see the Coldplay. Oh, I love the Coldplay. In Crystal Palace. I had to, the last train back to Bath um, is from Paddington at half past ten. And Coldplay, they were late going on and didn't go on till like about nine or something. So you're thinking, come on, guys, wrap it up. We had to leave before the end just to try and catch the thingy home. And Crystal Palace (laughs) train station is really tiny. And there's hundreds and hundreds of people actually leaving early trying to get last trains back. Yeah, all the bath crew. So, um, <laughs> Come on, guys, we got to get home. Exactly. <laughs> Who am I going to get home? I don't know. So um, we almost got back to Paddington on time. We were about sort of five minutes late and the train had already gone, the last train. Aww. So we slept Did you sleep? in Paddington Station. Oh, brilliant. That's a good one. And uh, the only thing we had for comfort was Metro pet newspapers. Oh, no one wants that. They're bad enough to read for just 10 minutes. Exactly. So I just made a bed out of metros, but I only only probably dazed off for about an hour, if that, because I was protecting my girlfriend. Ah, Is there any attackers? Is there someone going for a copy of the Metro? (laughs) Get off! They're my metros. (laughs) But I want to find out about what celebrity's been out and fallen over. No, it's my pillow. Anyway... 
Dear me. It's a bit rude, really, isn't it? I'm over it now, but sometimes when I listen to Coldplay, I'm like, ah. <laughs> yeah, me too, but uh, for different reasons. So electric cars are the future of cars, surely. You know, we can't carry on using the cars we're using. We're going to have to use probably electric cars. Uh, now, the problem with electric cars is the sound. They're basically silent. They're unusually silent. And this has some problems with people like, you know, blind people or, um, you know, people just maybe not paying attention like me who will just walk out into the road and get immediately ploughed down. So what they're trying to do with electric cars <laughs> is to kind of synthesise a car sound. So you can hear if you're blind or lazy, you can hear a car coming so you know not to step out into the road. And so what they've done is they've basically they've synthesised some sounds and you can choose, there's, there's a thing called... Uh, a Hanasonic thing which you can add into your car and, and you can choose the sound so you can say okay well today I'm going to be driving a Ford whatever sorry I don't know the models of any cars uh, and it will mimic the sound of that car but also they've added in a couple of fun ones why not where you can make Wait. it sound a bit like a spaceship or like a um, you know like a kind of a space vessel So, so what do you guys? What would you guys do if you could make your car play any sound as you're driving around town? What do you think would be good? Is it? I think people are going to start having like their MP3 player playing as their car sound rather okay. than an actual car sound. That's good. So, what sort of song do you reckon would be good? Probably, I like driving in my car. I'd have. You're going to get some severe here. clashing of, of like, say, there's a busy traffic jam. And you've got I Like Driving In My Car playing from <laughs> 10 different vehicles. Constantly. Constantly. Uh, Don't make any jam fun. <laughs> I think, yeah, I'd, I'd definitely, if I had it, I'd sort of have a car noise that's more grand than whatever I'm in. So oh, yeah. if, I'm in a, if I'm in a little Ford Fiesta thing, I'd have a massive tank noise. <laughs> tank noise. It's going to sound like we're in a massive movie, isn't it? You know, it is. Helicopter noise or something. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> it is going to make things confusing, though, as you're driving along. And you hear, oh my god, there's tanks coming down either side of me, helicopters swooping over me. It's going to be like living in Die Hard 4.0. Die Hard 4.0. Who calls it that? <laughs> That's the official name. That's the official name of <laughs> Die Hard 4.0. You have um, to call it by its name. <laughs> I'd like it interchangeable ones, but for traffic jams, maybe I'd like an audiobook. Just so, <laughs> <laughs> so Charlie pulls up next to you and you hear what's that said to me look in the fridge or you know that's a good story isn't it <laughs> but of course inevitably what will happen like what happened with ringtones is you're going to get some sort of crazy frog style uh, thing coming in and everyone's going to be driving around with the latest annoying uh, sounds playing out that's going to be like a sort of dystopian nightmare surely yeah horrible <laughs> That was Flat 29's Big Book of Everything. That was your definitive guide to transport. I'm sorry that we didn't have time to read out any letters this week. We were rambling too much about uh, cars and shit, but we will definitely <laughs> we'll have a rollover, and next week we will talk about your letters from the previous few topics, and it's going to be a good, fun times. Remember to keep sending us those messages, though. The email address is podcast at flat29.com, twitter.com slash flat29, or Facebook. Next week, our topic will be education. So we will see you then. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Flat 29's big book of everything. Another topic down, a millions to go. We've covered that in enormous detail. There's nothing else you could possibly want to know.
best car noise. Let's see who can make the best car noise. Rich, you first. Oh, it stopped. Oh, it's like a bit like a motorbike. <laughs> Charlie, go for it. <laughs> Crash. <laughs> the way that started. Pretty good, pretty good. Okay, here we go. Here's mine. There you that go. Started really well. Then, then it, I got I bored it. towards the end. <laughs> yeah, the end. But started well. That's good. Oh, what about? Okay, here's my here's my other car impression. I like driving in my car. And that's one of the new electric cars with the speakers. <laughs> <in>. <laughs> I like that. Good so stuff. Nice. <laughs> Call back.